Chronicles 19. Really, this uh, this story has really runs kind of parallel to the things that God's put on my heart for tonight. That's why I felt to share it with you. But First Chronicles 19. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you for your kindness and your love. And we pray, Lord, not only for each one that's here today, but others, God, that we have ministered to today. God, that your spirit would just deal with them at this time of loss, God, and draw them to you, God. Lord, we thank you for what you do. We thank you for opportunities. Lord, even though there are challenges and battles, God, we thank you that you opened the doors. And God, we just ask you to have your way in this service tonight, God. Speak to our hearts, God. Feed us and lead us, God. And we'll give you all the glory, all the praise, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. First Chronicles 19.1 says, Now it came to pass after this that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died, and his son reigned in his stead. David said, I will show kindness. Somebody say kindness. I will show kindness unto Hanun, the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. And David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. So the servants of David came into the land of the children of Ammon to Hanun to comfort him. But the princes of the children of Ammon said to Hanun, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Are not his servants come unto thee to, for to search and to overthrow and to spy out the land? God bless you. You can be seated. I've preached about this once or twice in the past, and this uh, this story is kind of one of those stories that doesn't get a lot of time from the pulpit. Really, it's kind of one of those stories that falls in between some of the more notable stories that people know. But uh, there's a man here that a lot of people. T- wouldn't uh, just remember if you'd ask a lot of church people, tell me what you know about Hanun. You'd probably get a look back. And, but uh, this man's dad died. He was a, a king of a neighboring country. And these folks were not in the children of God. The Ammonites were consistently really enemies of the children of God. But you know what God's people do? They try to make peace where they can make peace. Isn't that right? And even in the Old Testament, David is reaching out, trying to build bridges, trying to do what he can to to let people see, like we said earlier, that he's got something they need. He's got something that's more... That that's more and greater. He's got God. And David sees an opportunity when Nahash dies and his son steps up into his place. He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in there and try to be a friend to this new young man who's a king and 
Maybe if he ever needs help, I can be there for him and I can encourage him not only in his loss, but also in this great responsibility that he has now. Right? So David goes with nothing but kindness in his heart. There is nothing but I want to be a friend and I want to be a, a, a help and I want to I want to show kindness to this man. Sends messengers there and tries to show him, hey, I want to comfort you, let you know in your time of loss and this great transition in your life and in your kingdom, hey, if you need anything, I'm there for you. I was, I just want you to know that I'm here to comfort you and, and be a friend. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has experienced something like this. But as we live in this world, there's a lot of folks that, well, they have suspicious minds, don't they? They've been hurt. They've been through some battles. And the mind and the battles of the mind sometimes go in crazy directions, don't they? We all face it. We all get these attacks in our minds and thoughts about what if this and what about that. And But you know, you need to pray and keep control of that mind of yours. David was God's man. David was a man that was, was anointed of God and, and, and doing good. But these people got together and told this Hanun, you know what? There's more going on here. There's no way he's got good intentions. He's trying to spy out the land. He's trying to to work a scheme in your life. And, and he's, he's your enemy. He's not your friend. The Bible tells us, if you keep on reading through this chapter, that they take these uh, messengers and humiliate them and uh, start a war. By the end of that war, 47,000 men died over a suspicious thought. When they could have had a friend. When they could have had help. And it was God all along trying to work through David. But their minds got the better of them. And they allowed it to overtake them and act unreasonably. And not only lose a friend that day and lose a, uh, uh, an ally, if you will, but lost thousands and thousands of men over something so foolish. I want to preach to you something here tonight. I've got two points, that's all, but I, uh, I know we need it because our flesh isn't going to like it. <laughs> And I want you to know that this isn't something that's uh, going to be easy, but I want you to pray about it. And I want you to ask God to help you with it. Because sometimes doing right, winning battles doesn't come naturally. you got to learn how to fight. There's a lot of junk in this world that's not tempting to me. But when I hear my own thoughts telling me what might be going on, you know, I listen to that sometimes. Right? 
Sometimes you get some ideas and you, you think you're pretty smart and you've learned a lot. But uh, that's the most dangerous. Somebody asked me a really good question here recently. Every now and then, thank God for great questions and people that are hungry and people that want to get into the Word of God. And I love that. You know I love that. I live for that. I, I love the Word of God and I love being able to, to just dig into it with my brothers and sisters. But somebody asked me a, a, a more or less a personal question, but with the intent that it might have some kind of wisdom that uh, might help them. And they asked me if you could uh, go back and talk to yourself when you first started in the ministry. What would you tell yourself? What would you tell your younger self? And um, I thought about things like that off and on quite a bit. And funny thing about me, I guess, is it took me a couple weeks to come up with an answer for that. And I'll tell you why, because... And I liked the question so much, I literally took a couple weeks. I mean, I didn't. I thought about some other things. But um, I thought about this off and on throughout, you know, that's a good question. I ought to have a good answer for it. But that's a tough one for me because I really do believe, not in some kind of idealistic way, not some cliche, or, uh, but really deep down in me. I searched even harder and, and longer in my life about, I really do believe the things that led me here uh, helped make, bring me to this place. And I happen to really like this place. I, I really believe that. I think a lot of the times where... Maybe I, I took things and, and, and maybe took them a little bit too personally in a way. And I thought, well, maybe if I've heard a lot of preachers say, they tell younger preachers, don't take it so personally. But you know what? I, I feel like sometimes it just drove me to get closer to God and work a little bit harder and dig a little bit deeper on why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, I don't think that's what I would tell me. But uh, I thought about this and I thought, you know... There's two things, but especially this first one, because I can tell you my second point. I don't know how much I'd still tell it to myself, but I don't know if it was really, really that much of an issue with me than this one. And that is don't try to figure people out. Just do what you're supposed to do. Love and serve people and let God be God. You know, God's not called me to read minds. God's not called me to be the Holy Ghost. <laughs> He's called me to love and to serve and to do my best and whatever kind of battles and whatever kind of mischief and whatever kind of foolishness that somebody might try be trying to figure out, I let God deal with that. I'm not going to spend my day and all night long trying to worry about what somebody might be thinking or doing or what their motive might be. I'll tell you, that's a bad way to live your life. You live your life. I found out that as I just give that to God and say, God, you help them. Or you correct them. You let your will be done in them. And I'm going to focus on being the best I can be. And at the end of the day, when I stop trying to psychoanalyze why people might, maybe they didn't get hugged enough as a child and they're taking it out on me. 
and just go ahead and say, it doesn't matter if they are full of the devil. I'm going to try to help them, love them, minister to them, bless them, like Jesus told me to do. Amen. And I feel better about myself at the end of the day. If I'm worried, oh, you know what they probably think about me? Then I start feeling bad about me. Because at the end of the day, I'm not a person who blesses and loves and gives. I'm a suspicious person that's insecure and worried about what people are thinking. And I'll tell you something. Not only is that ungodly, it's not fun. It's not a pleasant life to live worrying about what everybody else is thinking and thinking maybe they're out to get me. Maybe they don't really care about me. Maybe it's not really that important. What's really important is loving God, getting wrapped up in His mercy, love, and grace, letting Him pour His love into you and be satisfied. Amen. At the end of the day... When the devil's telling you your friends aren't really your friends, you be their friend. At the end of the day, when the devil's trying to tell you, you know what they probably think about you. I've told you this how many times now? Who knows? You think, ah, oh, the way they... I, I've, how many times? You know, you've been there. Oh, you know, you know how, how, how you looked at me in church and, and I might have just tried not to yawn in your face or sneeze on you or something. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, how many times I, I've, I've heard people that, I, that I've honestly thought have a, had a, a, a strong walk with God. Well, well, I know I've, I've had some of the most angry, hurtful things thrown at me. I was like, I, I had no idea. I, I'm, all you had to do is come and talk to me. But instead, you allowed that suspicion to build in you. And, and it's, uh, it's the devil. David was doing nothing but trying to be kind. And you know, if you get through your day just trying to be kind and knowing that's it, knowing if somebody appreciates that or not, that is not your goal. Your goal is just being able to lay your head down on your pillow and say, thank you, Jesus, for putting your kindness in me. That is satisfying. That is satisfying, knowing that God, I don't, it doesn't matter if, if whatever happened, the results are in your lap, God. I'm just going to do what you called me to do. Now you got to do what you do best. Amen. If I was going to talk to myself 25 years ago, I'd say, hey, just worry about doing what God wants you to do. And don't worry so much about what anybody thinks about it. Just keep loving people. Say, well, what if, what if they're not nice and, 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 and you love, you waste your time loving people that aren't nice? Oh, yeah, wouldn't that be just like Jesus? <laughs> he loved you when you were a loser. He loved you when you were unlovable. And the goodness of God led us to repentance. It's what the book of Romans says. God was good to us when we didn't deserve it. That's who He is. And if anybody says, oh, you know what, I, I just don't, I, I don't think he is, it's real. I don't think it, he means that. I think he's up to something. And God's wrapped in our, his arms around me and saying, you keep doing what I called you to do. You sleep good. It's so, it's so beautiful to know that God is just, let him do his job. Start 
assuming that even the people that are that are acting horrible, you don't know what they're facing. You don't know what they've been through. And it's not up to you to try to figure it out. Some people have gotten themselves into a place you, they, that they don't even believe kindness is in the world. They wouldn't say that to you, but they sure live a life that they, nobody's genuine, nobody's sincere. And I, I know the way's narrow. I'm not trying to be. I'm not talking about being naive. I'm talking about being in control of of your life and saying, God, I'm I'm doing what you've called me to do, and not a bit more, not a bit more. I can't. I, I can't try to if I if it's up to me to try to figure out what works best for somebody and what they're thinking so I can no 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 just love people and shine the light and stand on the word amen and that's all we can do that's all we can do you know people don't get saved because of us most of the time it's in spite of us it is. We, you don't. You you've never once said it perfectly. I haven't. I know sometimes you say, "Oh man, God really worked in me." And but you know, it is God. It's got to be God. And you got to let God work, and you got to stay out of His way. And when you try to get your wisdom in, when I I know exactly how somebody like that, you don't. Oh, I have a lot of experience. Nobody knows you like you. They think they do. And that means you don't know people like you think you know people. I've been in this for a long time. And I tell you what, like Paul, Paul knew a lot, but he said, I've determined not to know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And after 25 years of working in the, in the trenches with people, I, I said, God, I've determined not to, not to think I know anything about anybody. Just want to help them. I don't have to know just where I know Jesus is the answer. I know I, if I shine a light and try to be, listen to me, just love people. Just do your best to serve and bless and give. And, and, and at the end of the day, when Jesus wraps his arms around you and says, well done, that's what it's about. You, you live your life. I knew it. I knew they were rotten. I knew it. That's a, that, what, what, what reward is that? Just, just be a part of the kingdom of God that blesses and builds. Amen. The Bible says there's tares among the wheat. Let it alone. Let it alone. Let, let it alone. God's going to sort that all out. You just be wheat, be really good wheat, and let God deal with what He's dealing with. Romans 8. This might not be everything you expected tonight, but... We're just doing our best to to hear from God. I'm saying, I guess I started this telling you that our flesh isn't going to like it because I think it's natural. I think it is the natural response sometimes for our flesh to to because we've been through some things to second guess and and to. Wonder what's really going on. But uh, God help you stop that. This verse is quoted so often. And um, 
I, I think there's something here that we need to, to understand a little bit better. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know. I remember many, many years ago a preacher preaching Romans 8, 28 and said, I think I told you this maybe kind of recently, but let me tell you again. He said, uh, most of you don't believe this. And, uh, you know, I kind of took it personally. I said, you know, I thought in myself, hey, if you tell me I don't believe the Bible verse, buddy, come on. But when we start going through problems and we think, we, we really start getting under the pressure and, and have to look at this verse, it's, it can challenge us. We know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them that are the call according to His purpose. I believe it. And I know you believe it too. I'm not going to say you don't believe it, but I'm going to say it could challenge any one of us, couldn't it? We're going to face some things that make make it a challenge to us. But I'll tell you what this doesn't say. You hearing me? I want you to hear this. Because when I hear this quoted quite often, I know you might think I'm going to tell you again it's about His purpose. But there's something else here that I think people miss. It does not say all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are the called according to His purpose. And let me tell you just exactly how this works out for good. Are you with me? I can't tell you how many times people said, how could this possibly work out for good? He never said He'll let us know. That is the truth. I know, I know we all have a tendency to be the control freak. But don't you go demanding God tells you every bit of His business. Bible tells us very clearly His ways are far above our ways. They're not our ways. As far as the heaven is from the earth. When we have faith in God... It does not mean I'll trust you when you start explaining yourself to me. I don't... You say, brother, I don't think I like that preaching. I'm not sure I'm excited about it either. But it's truth. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. I have heard people challenge God and say that this doesn't make any sense. Our brains, compared to God... Did you read the book of Job? Hello? I remember Brother Chris going through the Bible the first time and called me. I remember where I was. It was pretty... It it was pretty powerful. He called me all worked up. He said, why didn't you tell me how Job ended? That had me all worked up in so many different ways and trembling. and, and, And when God... Gets back to Job and says, who do you think you are to tell me? You want to run the universe for a little while? God's so merciful and so kind. But there's a lot of times when we have to go through some things. And all we can do is run to Him and say, okay, God. I'm on the foundation. (laughs) I'm all ears. And I want to 
I want to check that I trust you today like I said I trusted you yesterday when things were easy. If I had to tell myself 25 years ago something today, I'd say don't try to figure God out. Just stop trying. I'm not sure when I got this kind of under my belt. I don't think it was right away. But I am very comfortable when somebody says, why? I could say, I don't know. But I can trust God. Because He's never failed me. And I've never seen Him fail the first person. I've seen people fail God. I've seen people lose their senses when things didn't go their way. But I've never seen God go against His Word. Never seen the righteous forsaken, like the psalmist said. Or seed begging bread. He's a good God. And I'll stand up and say it no matter what kind of day I'm having. He's a good God. I tell myself, don't try to figure out God. His ways are far above your ways. He doesn't always just say, hey, before I do this, kid, do you want to hear what I have to run by you? Maybe, uh, Maybe you can give me some pointers. Not the first day. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know a lot's been said about hearing from God. And I'll tell you what, a lot of days just trusting Him. I've never heard Him just speak in an audible voice, but I trust He's with me. Amen. I've been doing this most of my life. He doesn't have to do all that. If He does that to you before you eat your breakfast every morning, and whether you want your eggs a certain way or not, God bless you. But that's not my life. My life, a lot of times, is, is problems and trouble and just saying, okay, God, I know what you told me. I'm going to just believe you today. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Not that it's easy. It's just you just rely on Him. Yeah. You rely on Him when you're crying. Yeah. You rely on Him when you're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. You rely on Him. You know, Paul said, sometimes I'm perplexed. Yeah. God's good. We quote it so often, you don't have to turn to it, but it's in Proverbs, the third chapter. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. All thine heart. All thine heart. I definitely can't figure people out. I can't. I've learned a lot over the years, and I've learned that sometimes people are unreasonable. But that doesn't change my life and my decisions and how I am called to love people. But I also know that God is very reasonable. And He's got a plan so much bigger than, than what I can comprehend. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Do we understand that? <laughs> Do we get that? What I understand, I'm not supposed to lean on it. There have been situations in my life that it's taken a long time to work it out. And I still don't know maybe how God just, what God was all about and how He did it. There's things in my life now that I feel like we've planted seeds many, many years ago that now we're seeing God's blessings and God taking care of things. And that's just how God does it. You just keep sowing, sowing in the right direction. 
you keep sowing to the Spirit, and you're going to reap a harvest. You allow yourself to get carnal, you're going to reap that. God's not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. But he says, lead not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct my paths. When I believe Romans 8.28, that does not mean that I have an answer for every question about why it happened the way it happened. I have to be able to go past my understanding and say, God, you said you've got a plan for good. And the fact that you say, I can't figure out how this would be good, would be like a pet saying to you, I can't understand why you go to work every day. His, lean not to your own understanding. Isn't that right? The fact that we think that we are so wise and so that, that, that I have to be able. I don't. I don't have to be able to understand it. I have to be able to trust that he's done nothing but good for me. He's done nothing but save me and give me the hope of eternal life. And a place with him that I don't deserve for eternity. And has blessed me and blessed me and blessed me and blessed me and met my needs and blessed me. Amen. And that if He does something that I don't understand, I just say, God, I already know You're so good. I'm going to rest in that. We don't always understand what He does. We don't always understand why He does it. We don't always understand His timing being different than our timing. It's true. Your Bible is full of examples of, uh, of just things. Can, could you possibly, I've said it before, could you possibly think of God's people being in a worse situation than being chased to the Red Sea by angry Egyptians, cornered, and Moses being, being told, just be still. Just be still, I've got this. God, you're going to have to tell me what you're getting ready to do or I can't be still. Do you think it would have ever entered into his imagination that the Red Sea would have parted? And they were going to walk over there on dry ground and then the enemy. Any, any, many, you know, I'm sure the mines are going all the different directions, but you you can't guess what God's getting ready to do. You have no idea how he's going to do it and how he wants to work. But know this, when you get to know his ways and know what's important to God, know what God's goals are for you, what God is trying to do in you, they're so much more important than what you want. And when you let God be God, there's going to be peace. There's going to be peace. Let's bow our heads in prayer. It's hard sometimes for some of us to learn that we got to keep serving God and loving God when it's difficult. When we don't understand. So often there's situations in our lives that 
Well, it's difficult. It's challenging.
ask you, Lord, to help us in our weakness. Help us, Lord, because in ourselves, we, we just got this treasure in an earthen vessel. Give us the strength we need day by day to just lean on you. Thank you for your help, God. Thank you for all you do. Can we all stand now and just thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so good to us. We love you. We